it's been a bit and the joy only gets stronger. I also am really worried. <laughs> I always look like, oh, those guys, they like me. I like them. And then I get on the show and it's like, pickle your ass, Jonathan. Shut your mouth. Ass up. Mouth shut. You know, just, oh, oh boy. Do they like me? And then I walk away. But then then uh, the, the pleasant memories come back. Kind of wash over all of the pain. It's good. It's totally healthy. You should pickle your ass, though, Jonathan. <laughs> to preserve it for future generations. Otherwise, how would they know? Uh, they don't. I've never seen it. I don't think they need to see it. It's not good. Uh, it's an asshole, I think. And say no more. That's that's what it'll say on my, on my gravestone. Say no more. <laughs> that's great. That's a great headstone. <laughs> I uh, I started recording. I'm pretty sure it's the right microphone and stuff like that. It's a it's a weird situation. I'm uh, supposed to be doing work, I think. Oh yeah, but I I don't but have. You're any, not sure? I'm not sure. I've got those kind of bosses now that they're like, keep busy, and I'm like, what do what do you want me to do? And they're like, we'll tell you in a few days. Like, uh. So I did a bunch of stuff that they might like. But I don't know. And then they're going to talk to me at 4.30 about more stuff. But for now... Well, that's pretty vague. It's pretty vague. This is busy. We can make you busy, Jonathan. Yeah. That's what a lot of people keep telling me. Yeah. I if tell you other want people, something to do, we'll, no, we'll I, occupy your hands, which, by the way, have been idle for far too long, giving the devil ample leeway. And, and if your employer complains about it, you could just say, hey, look, I was merely following the instruction. I have been... Very busy. <laughs> but but they'll ask me, whose instructions? And I'll, I'll say, you guys. And then they'll say, who are those guys? And then they'll find the show, and then that's that. That's, and then uh... they'll say, ah, yes. This explains everything. <laughs> now I understand. This is why he had his pants down and was sitting in a plate full of sausages. They'll get it. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. I think that's your problem, Jonathan. You just don't get our quirky sense of humour. <laughs> that's now take your pants off and park that little body onto a hot plate of sausages and call them snossages when you do it. Take your pants off, sit down, cross your legs, and say, "I'm sitting on some snossages for dinner." And then that can be the uh, the tagline for the sausage commercial we're making to give to. One of the sausage companies. I couldn't think of one in time. Oscar Meyer. Jimmy Dean. Oscar Meyer. Jimmy Dean. Oscar Meyer. Jimmy Meyer. I think sausages, though, are dog treats. So that's a, not a good association. Oh, that's there. fine. We can. What we can do is we can take a sausage, right? We can pop that up your... I mean, forgive me for saying, up your bum hole... <sighs> With a bit poking out, and then you uh, can get on all fours and walk backwards toward a dog and say, oh. Snossages, it's for dogs at last. And then the dog will come up and eat the sausage out of your bum, and you'll like roll your eyes back and go, Ah, ah, I enjoy it when dogs eat treats. Oh. 
Snossages. We enjoy it when dogs eat treats. So that you're 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 trying to put across that I'm just so empathetic towards the dog. <laughs> That I'm so happy the dog is going to eat a treat. That's why I'm rolling my eyes back after. <laughs> yeah. In ecstasy, I think it's the word you're looking for. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Empathetic ecstasy? Pure empathetic ecstasy as that dog enthusiastically gobbles up a treat. And what's this? He's like a human Pez dispenser, except sausages for dogs. Another one's come out. What? <laughs> Another one's come out. The the dog ate the sausage and you were like rolling your eyes back and clutching bed sheets that you had in your hands even though you're just on the floor, right? And just humping the air a little bit, just ah uh, uh. ah. <laughs> well, that's that's the surprise. Humping the air? They're links. Oh I enjoy God. the pleasure of dogs. That's what you say. But empathetically still, this isn't self-gratifying. Yeah, saying. yeah, because what basically you love dogs so much. Mm. They call you Dog Lover Johnny. Oh, boy. And you're famous for it. And that's why they want you to promote Oscar Mayer's Snossages for Dogs at Last. And, and what happens is the dog gobbles up the sausage and then you say, looks like another one's coming out of my ass. And then another one comes out of your ass. I think about it for a while, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah. like you're like you're like another ones because you're not sure. There's a moment in in the scene where you look a little bit frightened, like maybe it got lodged in a weird angle, and you're like, I uh, looks like it mm, looks like another sausage is coming out to play at last for dogs, uh, like that, and then it pops out. And then another dog comes along and, and bites that out. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I love this, guys. For, for the dogs. <laughs> Why am I? So that's that's feces. That's poop at that point, right? Or no, is it... no, no, no. We've slung another one up there. I mean, it's just like a whole whole chain of links. Just like, you know, maybe oh. I think we can get maybe eight or nine in a go. So because you're pushing them through the butt first <laughs> it's technically not poop poop only is stuff that came in through the mouth got chewed digested and then goes out the butt right yeah so as long as it goes in the butt and then out the butt it's not poop technically totally fine it's news to me i learned a lot already and we're almost we're almost done yeah we're, we, we're just about done with the show for today we've learned a lot it's been a good time uh jonathan yep why aren't you the predator <laughs> I have wondered that. I'm very, I'm very concerned. I'm gravely concerned that we are right now in the midst of Predator Fever and you've not capitalized. It's no wonder your profile's for shit. <laughs> the Predator's a large, yellowy, muscular fishnet shirt wearing cod PC crab faced killer. Sounds exactly like you. You've got a mesh tank top already. Uh, that I do. I have yeah. somewhere. I used to yeah. wear it in high school. We, we, we'll put that on you first. Put on your mesh tank top. You're gonna be the predator. It <laughs> That's what we'll sing as you lift your arms up like a child. You sort of raise your arms up in the air, grasping, and then we pull the mesh tank top down onto you. Uh, we'll make you a loincloth out of furs. We we found some in the forest. There's like some animal attached to it, but it's mostly fur. It's not so. It's very cheery for starters, and the the predator is, I think, a horror icon. It's a it's a killer. It's a it's a dehumanizer. It treats people like like prey, like meat. But it's fair. It has a sense of justice. See, 
Sure. I mean, no. Uh, it'll just kill you if you have a gun. You didn't think you were fighting it. You were just wandering around in the, the forest trying to help out some relatively- So what you're saying is that you think that you should be dressing up as the predator in order to be an anti-gun advocate. I like that idea. I think once we, once we get the furs on, I feel, I feel what we could do is if we just get like a lot of clay from the bottom of a river and slap that around your genitals and ass and then just push the fur onto it, that's a kind of loincloth. So you got your loincloth, your mesh tank top. Obviously, we will duct tape some forks to your hands. Obviously. So those are the claw weapons? It's those the claws. Are the- yeah. And we'll make you a mask out of aluminum foil. And we'll uh, fix that onto your head with some saran wrap. And then I thought for the for the iconic predator dreadlocks, we could just get some power cords and just sort of tie them around your skull. I think that's all you need. Oh well, I mean it's got that that famous um, bladed disc from Predator oh, Two, right. so it's we'll give you a frisbee, sort of. obviously. Right. Well, and it's got that that like wrist mount computer thing, but I think we can like find an old Zune somewhere and just like super glue it to your forearm. Yeah. Should be yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. And instead of a self destruct mechanism, um, whoopee cushion. <laughs> you've got you've got like a like a soundboard on the Zune, right? Yeah. And and you can make fart noises. So so we've got whoopee cushion noises and a nice zoom and i think that's it <laughs> i think i think we're ready to then send you out to uh to to fight crime <laughs> there's no <laughs> fight crime there's so well you'll it's... fight crime in the courtroom obviously i figure what we what we should do to, is basically to get your anti-gun message out there is we go to the Boston courthouse where, you know, hopefully it's nothing too important you'll be disrupting, a child custody battle or something like that. You know, Judge Heinz Baker-Smith will be there. Bang, bang, gavel, gavel, Heinz Baker-Smith here. I'm the judge. Now, Daddy say he want boy. Mummy say she want boy. I say cut the boy in half. What, what, bang, bang, gavel, gavel. At that point, you kick the door open, Jonathan, with your Ugg boots on. You stomp in with your clay clay and dead animal loincloth. Chest muscles rippling through your mesh tank top, Mm. intimidating everyone with the tin foil and the power cords. And then you do that iconic predator noise. (laughs) (laughs) And then you say, listen to me. I'm the predator now, so you better do everything I say. And then, of course, me and Conrad are like outside the courthouse like door, and we just poke him. We're like, "Yeah, yeah, you tell him, boss. We're dressed up like crooks. Think, think like Professor Radigan's henchmen, uh, and we're there, sort of, with our flat caps on and our sweaters, and we're like, "Yeah, tell him. Yeah, you let him know who's boss, boss. You let him know who's boss, boss. You're the greatest rat of all time." And then you turn around and say, "Rat." Did you call me a rat? I am a mouse. Don't make me feed you to a cat. At times, you will be portraying the predator as Professor Rattigan. I'm not familiar with Professor Professor uh, the Great Rattigan. Mouse Detective. Oh, uh, Vincent he's, he's... Price brought that to life. So basically, you want to be 
You want to be doing a Vincent Price impression at all times. I mean, he's got the scariest voice in American art. So a lot of people will be scared by that. If you, So let's scale it back. You, you kick the door open and you come in and say, oh, Shut up and look at me now. I'm the predator as portrayed by Vincent Price, Vincent Price. You'll do the Vincent Twice joke from Sesame Street, but as Vincent Price, as the Predator, which, in my opinion, adds a layer of satire to the whole thing. I was tackled seconds into, as soon as I walked in, (laughs) the bailiffs terrified of some sort of bizarre um, COVID-related protest or attack, a man wearing a mask, but also not wearing clothes like who is what is this guy gonna do and i said and then i'm just (laughs) what you said and then just nightstick to the face (laughs) beating just a a horrid the bailiffs will approach and then judge hines (laughs) baker smith they're just slowly like i wonder what he's got to say you're the predator Hmm. they're not gonna rush in one of them might. One of them, like not familiar with the, with the law behind the Yautja, might look at you and say, "It's just a shitty little predator." I'm going to come in with my taser, and then another one will sort of put his hand on that guy's chest and say, "Hold on, hold on. I've seen a few of them films. <laughs> Let's wait this one out. See where it goes." Not running though. Just like, huh? Let's see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> Judge Judge Heinz Baker Smith goes, "Bang, bang, gavel, gavel." I say hear him out I'm pretty sure that's how it will go And then we, me and Conrad are like Hear him out, hear him out Hear him out And then that's when you deliver your speech Your anti-gun control speech At this child Custody hearing where the Listen judge has said Listen to me People of the jury I say That guns is bad a good night and then you bow flamboyantly (laughs) and and run out the door backwards like looking at them all flipping them the double birds and at that point you may want to move quickly because once you flip the double birds the bailiffs they're they're probably going to chase no he'll be fine Everyone remembers from the films that the Predator's got a cloaking device. So the moment he steps out through the threshold where we're waiting, we'll dump a bucket of water on his head and he'll be fine. That's my cloaking device, just wet? Yeah, 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 yeah. All, all like the shimmery, watery effects will make the bailiffs go, huh? Huh? Like that. They'll like hold out a gun and go, stop in the name of the... And then they'll rub their eyes and go, what? Because you've gone, and then you'll like hide behind a corner, and then just sort of really creep them out by going. <laughs> just peanut butter on the roof of my mouth sounds just sticky mouth. Oh yeah, I mean you know we will have obviously filled your mouth with peanut. I, I I'm I'm gonna say too much peanut butter before we kick you into the courtroom. Filled it. Yeah, like what we've basically done, and don't worry about it when we do it, Jonathan. What we'll what we will do is Conrad and I will have two fistfuls of peanut butter. We will shovel it into your mouth, and then like quickly put the aluminum foil over your mouth, and then like run round you real quickly with some cellar tape. I can breathe. Can I breathe? I, um, can I breathe? I don't know. Can you? 
I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I've been wearing a lot of masks lately, and they're. they're... I mean, you know, it'll be fine. We will check beforehand. We will. We'll put the aluminum foil all around your head. Run around with sellotape. Put the crown of power cords as if you were Jesus, and then we'll say to you, "Can you breathe? Good." And then we'll kick you into the courtroom. <laughs> So it's a muffled peanut butter cellophane tinfoil. Yeah, I think you should call them fuckos <laughs> as you back out, giving them the double birds. And then the invisibility water and a Sploosh. totally flawless escape is what you're thinking. I mean, fairly flawless. There'll be a skateboard waiting for you outside. It's not, it's, again, I, I'm sticking with my assertion that I will be badly beaten by the security long before i mean i probably won't even get in i'm not wearing a shirt i think there's a shirt shoes no service thing in most court courthouses i think i saw that sign once i don't go to court very much but i've been i've seen it and How much uh, tank top qualifies as a shirt i don't know <laughs> I don't, I don't. maybe it does i i shouldn't I'm, I'm getting out of my depth here i should just back off as usual and um, i mean if you're worried about it you can wear a tie <laughs> Because it's a lawyer, it's a lawyerly look if you wear a tie. You see oh, I would love to see you become a, a high-powered predator lawyer. <laughs> it's not, there's no, they don't do they, they they don't hire predators for that. They don't. No one wants to be represented by an alien murdering uh, hunter machine thing. Good, fine people of the jury. No one's so in conclusion, no you can't even think straight when the predator is beep, in the courtroom. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't deliberate under these circumstances. You can't uh, you can't weigh weigh the pros and cons. You can't uh, whip out the scales of justice when you have an alien who's going to kill you at the same time. I think I've just adequately demonstrated your closing <laughs> argument for you. You click, you beep, you giggle, you explode. <laughs> so I, oh, I forgot the self-destruct mechanism. That was the, yeah, that was your closing argument. Beep, beep, ha, ha, ha. But it, I also die, right? I mean, they don't survive that unless you cut their arm off like Danny Glover, I think, did and throw it somewhere, like down a passageway, down a hallway. It's the only way to survive. You're not famous, Jonathan. I know. I mean, this is an issue. No, it's it's not. It's good. I've never been happier to not be famous. Uh, celebrities humiliating themselves almost every day, trying to bring people together, but it just comes off as uh, self-aggrandizing. You say that, but if you were more famous, you could have had a leading role in X versus Sever. That's not... <laughs> That's not hot right now. That's not what Yeah, because anyone... you weren't in it. I tell you what, right? If you played Ek and or Sever in Ek and Sever, right? Ek versus Sever. Obviously, he should have played both, Jim. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, ideally. Lucy Liu and Antonio Banderas? Yes, if you were Lucy Liu and Antonio Banderas, there would be more Eck versus Sever films than there are Fast and Furious films. I guarantee it. That's a lot of films, but that's not... You're like, I'm Eck, and I'm Sever. (laughs) Bang, bang, you're dead. You should be a cowboy like that. I'm a cowboy. Bang, bang, bang. It's like that. We'll put a little, like cowboy hat on you dress you up like a proper one with a little scarf and a big sort of sheriff badge that says five years old today and then you've got like your big boots that make all the like like chingy noises because of the spurs and you wouldn't be weird or out of place because you just lift the bandana over your nose the whole mask thing exactly similar to the predator thing it's a mask themed episode of this show this show time Uh, for the wild wild west it's not jim west it's not bang, it's not bang, bang. So let's, hey, let's, it's me, the littlest cow poking town. Not even that little. Give me it's, all your money. I'm a thief. I forgot I'm, to tell you. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. Fine Walmart shoppers just trying to survive in these uncertain times. I'm here to make it worse. Bang, bang, bang. So I don't shoot, I just say bang, bang, bang. It's mighty fine toilet paper you got there, missy. I sure think that'd look good back on the ranch. Now hand it over, you bastard. It's not. I went to Target, uh, one of the Target stores not long ago. I couldn't even get in without having three people look me over to make sure I would, my mask was on tight and I was six feet apart from somebody. I can't just I've go got in. A bad, I've got a bad history with that store. Target store. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 No, no. I had my medical license revoked there. Your, your medical, like your license to prescribe medicine? Yeah. I didn't know you had one of those. You're a doctor. They said, they said target practice was not allowed on the premises. Now that <laughs> is how you do a fucking joke, Netflix. <laughs> because Where? Netflix is Where's Netflix special. Mr. Net Netflix, the Netflix captain is listening. Netflix is a joke on Twitter. Is their yes. comedy Twitter account and personally I think it's confusing as a brand because <laughs> it seems like it's going to be an account designed to slag them off. But then I see, I go on it and I'm like, oh God, what the fuck has Netflix done now? And then I say, oh, they've given John Mulaney a comedy special. And then they say, and then I say, God damn, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. There's a lot of comedy specials on there. He's so all right, I'm sure John you're Mulaney. aware. Yeah, they pay very well to yeah, be well, one. Where's ours? I mean, I've just told a, probably the best joke in America. If we're being honest, like you can't see it right now, but I'm doing that thing where you hold like your hand with your hand and then shake it left and right near your head to denote victory. <laughs> like I've, I've been doing that. I mean, to be honest, since before we started recording and I've not stopped, but I'm doing it extra hard now to celebrate my great gag. And I'm going to call it a gag. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. What was the punchline? No target practice on the premises? It was that memorable, was it? <laughs> Jonathan? It was... It. Fuck you. All right? I didn't even do anything Jonathan, mean. you're, you're my friend. What does that mean? Uh, you're, yeah, I... you're my friend and I love you. Thanks. But, but fuck you. Just... Just fuck you. 
It's just hurtful. I'll tell you what you've done, Jonathan. What have I done? You've walked into your local high school. You've taken a little trip down the hallway. You've high-fived some of the students. They know you, sure. They call you Professor Bullshit. (laughs) They call you Professor Moist Bullshit. Moist Bullshit. Yeah. And then you've gone to this little area where all the kids have congregated. And they're all, like, gathering their books and their bags. Oh, you've stumbled into the locker room. What's that locker at the back? The one with caution tape round it and rust on the edges of the door frame. A few little blood spatters as if someone got hit with some brass knucks outside. A school from a rough, 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 rough area, really. That's the hurt locker, Jonathan. And what you've done with your inconsiderate shit <laughs> is you've strolled right up to that locker without a care in the world you've opened it and inside is a world full of hurt because it's the hurt locker and it's my hurt in there because you've hurt me how did i hurt how did i how did you i open the hurt the... locker and then you tipped it up a bit and dumped the contents on my head and in in that locker were trash bags full of used needles and dirty bandages jesus and that's what you've done to to me metaphorically by saying that the joke you made by say, by re- repeating the punchline and honestly what... jonathan for some reason i still want to help you be famous <laughs> i don't i do you and what is what did i do what i i don't think i'm ever going to parse this one it's unparsable can't be parsed un unparsnip no i mean i think if you did him it would go a long way to fixing this rift between the two of you if i did what i think basically what conrad's trying to say is that i mean it's a little bit arrogant but he's proud of it so i'm gonna let him have it conrad did pass the exam this this weekend and he is now a fully licensed marriage counselor it's true (laughs) and and he has offered to help you and me jonathan get through uh well i mean these are uncertain times, and, and I know our relationship's been a little bit rocky, what with the whole uh, forgetting my punchline uh, situation, which well, I'm not going to dwell on. Uh, but, we... but, but Conrad <laughs> is a marriage guidance counsellor, and, 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 and he's going to help us get through this. Well, I think, I think what we need to do here is a little bit of role play, right? <laughs> okay. Weird. So... Just announcing so, that, just telling me I have to pretend—that's what. And I'm well, not, I just think it, I think it would be helpful. Oh, I think teacher, it would be helpful to sort of teacher, put this into. I didn't do my homework. I'm a naughty little schoolgirl. Is that the kind of role play you mean, Conrad? Similar, similar, similar to that. Similar. Although maybe save that for later. Yeah. Uh, what I was thinking is that you could sort of switch roles and imagine Ooh. things from the other person's perspective. I like this. Right? So, Jonathan, you will be Jim, who has made this very funny joke, right? Uh. And, and Jim, you will be Jonathan demonstrating just a frankly shocking level of disrespect for the very funny joke that Jim has made. Hey guys, it's me. It's Jonathan. I'm not sensitive. <laughs> wow, this is a very loaded, charged. Okay, okay. okay. I... all right, Jonathan. I want you to imagine that you're Jim. Okay. 
and Jonathan has now come into the room and said this to you. How do you respond to that? I'm sorry you didn't like the joke. I I'll uh I, I won't do that joke again. I guess I know now that the joke was not for you, my love. Yeah, this pleases me. I'm Jonathan and I'm a piece of shit. I only think about myself and I don't care if I hurt others. I'm a cowboy, bang, bang, bang. Upsetting a lot of hostility from you, Jonathan. Uh, this is this really how you view Jim? Just someone who would just say sorry about my joke not being for you. I think it's. I think he could. I think so you he, think he's. So you think he's weak, and that you could just run all over him. Oh, I think um, he's um, very capable of being a good person when he. You know, just just confronted with the the possibility that someone might not like his joke, you expect him to fold. She just wither away. <sighs> this is my life now. <laughs> no, I totally see where you're coming from, Jim. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ignore all of Jim's advice, and then I'm going to blame him when I'm not famous. Blame? I don't I'm, want... <laughs> I was on road rolls and people... Hey, guys, I was on road rolls and people don't... This is how I hear you in my mind, Jonathan. People don't listen to me, even though I'm really famous and everyone should do what I say. No one knows what road rules even is. People don't even know what Metro is. I wore a baseball are. cap backwards, guys. I, I don't like that I did that. I did. I held a pig on live TV and no one, no one will put me on a Netflix special, which is all I care about. And then when Jim tries real hard to, to help me, I just shit on all of his ideas and I, and I just, Pick them apart, and then I say that I'm going to be tackled by the police, even though everything he's ever said is above board. <laughs> I sound like a kid brother on a on a Disney Channel show. I like, will uh, die if if I ever do one of Jim's ideas, I will die, and I say that all the time because what I really mean is is I I'll be dead before I ever listen to my best friend. Mm-hmm. 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 See, there's a lot of hurt, I think, coming from the. Can you hear that? Can you hear how you sound I to did... Jim when you just ruthlessly and continually reject him in this way? I mean, I sound very uh, ignorable. I sound definitely ready to just be ignored, which is good because that's what he wants, I think. It sounds good to me, just a little wimpy, complainy. But never doing any sort of like aggression or attacks. It's very passive aggressive, <sighs> sort of irritating, but easy to just dismiss. I think so. Good. Well, that's interesting. Let's let's examine that deeper. Do you feel that this is a realistic representation of you, Jonathan? Kind of mousy and annoying, but easy to ignore. Ah, uh, I hope not. But it uh, it checks out. I think that's what he tells himself. I think that's what he tells himself to to avoid having to deal with the fact that honesty is just not a very good friend. I mean, this entire show is for him. One hundred percent. I mean, it, I it, get the, the, nothing the, out of it. No, 
It's predicated on a very simple premise. Jonathan should and will be famous. My entire life revolves around Jonathan. There are times at home where I will just sigh and go, oh, Jonathan. <laughs> but I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I haven't been in your, your home in a while. Or ever, I think. Sometimes I'll embarrass myself. I will tell a joke that doesn't land and then I'll just go, oh, Jonathan. And then that saves it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to be a better friend. I'm sorry I'm annoying and mousy and passive-aggressive and sort of forgettable. You can be a better friend by being a more famous friend. Ah, that's hard. It's hard. Be famous and then get us into all the clubs. It's ex- yeah, that's what friends are, are for. You know, it's funny. We have a mutual friend named Caitlin, and she's very polite and, and nicer than me. Uh, but when it comes to getting into events, she'd be like, tell them who you work for. Tell them who you are. Get us in. I'm like, what? I thought I'm going to be cocky. She's like, no, just get us in. Get us in. There's free free nachos in there or something. She uh, She's much more into that than I do, if you know the Caitlin I'm talking about. I do know the Caitlin you're talking about. What I didn't know is you could get me free nachos. <laughs> you see, already, already missing out on the benefits of his fame. You see, a relationship is built on trust, Dr. Zimmerman. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I've known this man for so long and I did not know he was leading a nacho double life. <laughs> it's not it's not a nacho. Going into clubs with, a... with this this Caitlin. She tries. She wants me to be more aggressive and use the perks of my mild as mild can be notoriety in some small, small circles. Mm-hmm. Small mm-hmm. circles. You know, I'll be on a panel at PAX and she'll be like, oh yeah, you can just get in to the PAX now early because you're on a panel. Use that. Use that. And I'll be like, Arr, Arr, I don't want to. And you know, I, I think I, I think I have to agree with Caitlin in this instance in that, you know, the more that you portray yourself as the celebrity that you absolutely rightfully are and should be, the more other people will accept your celebrity status. So you're really growing your audience if you were to just wander up to an event and say, don't you know who the fuck I am? I'm Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Let me in. And then if they give you any more shit, right, what you do is you reach into your pocket and you've got two little glass balls and you start wobbling them about in your hand. Uh uh And then you go, it's a crystal, nothing more. But if you turn it this way and look at it, it'll show you your dreams. Like that. You just basically jarreth your way in. They'll be so dazzled by the balls, you can just walk right on in. And if they're not impressed by the balls, wait till they look down and see your tights. Because it's, it's a jarreth thing I'm Because doing you are literally dressed as the Goblin King and trying to get into a nightclub on that basis. Excuse me, don't you know who I am? Is my name on the list? Check it again. You say there's nothing? Nothing? Nothing! Nothing! Tra-la-la. <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, Labyrinth has an audience. If you Road don't let doesn't. me in there, I'll make you a prince. Prince of the land of stench! <laughs> and then you turn to me and Conrad, who are your goblins, and you'll go, well, love. And we'll go, <laughs> My dog, I don't know if you can hear my dog. My dog's barking, which means my, my four-year-old son may run into the room at any time now. Now listen to on. me, you bold piece of shit. I told my girlfriend we would be meeting Pitbull tonight. I know he's in there. Let me in. Pitbull the singer? Yeah. 
I, I forgot about him. Mr. Worldwide? That's I knew he had a nickname. What does that mean? Why is he Mr. Worldwide? Because he's famous worldwide? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to I prevent... I just know he's bold. I'm, I'm going to step away. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. So it's because his head is globe-like that, that he's Mr. Oh, worldwide. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My life feels suddenly a lot emptier. The moment he's gone, I feel miserable. Right. What did I like, miss? I, th- I, th- I might have prevented. Oh, thank God. Fucking hell. I was, I was starting to get withdrawal. From me? Yeah, the moment you went, the world went dark. But I'm so irritating. I'm cranky. I'm weak. I'm queek. You're beautiful. I'm ranky. You're, you are the most gorgeous American <laughs> in the world. I don't know about that. You exactly are beautiful. No matter what they say, yeah, you were on road rolls, northern trail. <laughs> the growl. You are it's... Jonathan, no matter what they say. <laughs> they do say that. They that claim I... your name is Bob. <laughs> they don't. That's never happened. Uh... People do call me Jerry. So sometimes. pull your trousers down today. Oh, do it! No, do it! Bad. So I can look at your Blake Seven tattoo. Yeah, see, and this is what we're talking about, Jonathan. You know, you just you're unwilling to compromise. You don't have to take the pants down all the no. way, just to the knees. That'd be fine. <laughs> I was upset enough that when me, his best friend, told him to pull his pants down, he won't do it. But when the queen of pop, Christina Aguilera, asks you to pull your pants down, pull them the fuck down. It's very, it's very suggestive. It's very troubling. It could lead to some sort of forced intimacy that I want, want nothing to do with. I don't. I barely like unforced intimacy, let alone regular unforced trouble intimacy the kind of a power exchange where somebody is treating somebody else like a piece of meat we've talked about it before i look like meat kind of but i I don't want to be treated like a meat i want to be treated like a a person you are you are just meat i feel that way i'd like to promote you as meat we could just call you meat fully nude on a rotating pedestal that's what we do imagine imagine the joy that Boston will feel. Boston? Yeah. Imagine the joy when the city of Boston finally lifts its lockdown. When when this whole pandemic is over. Because I've been watching the commercials that, that want to talk about nothing but coronavirus but won't dare say it by name. I've watched all these commercials that promise us that we will have sporting events again. We will have school fun fairs again. We will have all of this again. To be honest, watching TV right now is like watching a Paul fucking Verhoeven film. But these corporations promise us it's going to be okay, even if they've got to kill 50% of all minimum wage workers to do it. And that is a sign of progress. But when lockdown is lifted, imagine the pleasure that will be felt by Bostonites around the globe when they step out and see you in the middle of the street on a rotating pedestal with a sign in front of you that says, here is meat. <laughs> you are nude. Your your legs are apart and your hands are sort of spread out 
um, mm. with your fingers spread like the diagram man. Oh, you know, the diagram the, man from the, the man anatomy diagram. Guy. Yeah. yeah. The Vesuvian man? Is that it? The man diagram man. Yeah. And then you are like, we're rotating you. Um, Conrad and I have cranks. We're hand cranking it, so you're just spinning like a bun in a bakery, just showing off the goods. Ooh, ooh, we could position heat lamps along one oh, side. Very hot ones, I hope. Right, yeah, and so that he rotates and cooks at an even temperature all around. Oh, absolutely. Why I'd like these, got- these lights strategically placed around and close to him, so that if he decides to move, he will quickly be corrected. Right, right. Like a like singed from the heat I just, I wouldn't move a lot. No. It's, you know. Why are you that, man? The only time you should move is when me and, is when me and Conrad go, looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. (laughs) At which point you take both of your hands and then swing them around and slap both your ass cheeks at once and go. (laughs) An authoritative, sensual. We we stop cranking and then it's. (laughs) <laughs> and then you're really tense and i'm nude there's no there's no place to hide there's nothing being hidden your nakedity is undeniable to all who can see it's a bummer it's bu- it's bumming me out thinking about that meat display i am i am made it's of the meat. only way we're going to show america that life's returned and and i see the problem that you have with it and i totally understand the fact that this is not a mobile installation as described is an issue yeah. but i think jonathan uh, jonathan i think if if jim is willing to just handle the crank on his own we could put you on a cart with a bicycle and i could ride us through the city of boston so that we could share it with everyone I would like that. I would also like you to be dressed like Kevin Costner in The Postman. Oh, happily done. Happily Delivering done. the message of me across America. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. We could do it door to door, honestly. We could. <laughs> Hello, who is it? Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only verbal explanation for what I'm doing on that thing. Yep, and then we just pedal on to the next house. Pedal on with the the music from the Magic Roundabout playing. Just da 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 da. Now a lot of these ideas we have on this show, Jonathan, are I'm honest here, designed to get you famous no matter what. So some people may think like, what's the showbiz angle? of rotating his nude body and telling everyone it's me. The answer is, people will talk. People People will will. say, did you see the meat man? And then someone will correct them and say, oh, foolish child, he's simply meat. (laughs) They they are into the specificity of that. They want to be precise. Man gives you too much agency. It's important that you are seen as a symbol. You are meat. And meat is the future. (laughs) Like the Batman. If there's no meat, there's no human race, because by that point we fully transitioned from human to skeleton. And while an all-skeleton society sounds great, I'm as big a fan of skeleton warriors as the next person, and that scene from Jason and the Argonauts, and both those scenarios look like a giggle. But until the, until the day comes where I wake up and say, I am a skeleton now, 
meat's all we have. You can eat not meat. I mean, I, I can't even afford meat or find meat these you days. You can eat not you can eat not meat, but you can't afford to be not meat. Oh. Which is why people need to look at you and say, ah, I've seen now. If he is meat, I am meat. Therefore, I am. The, you know, Jason Siegel, star of How I Met Your Mother, had a TV show called Dispatches from Elsewhere, where at the end he reveals that he did the whole show because he felt like he was a bad actor and writer. So he plays himself at the end. And at the end, he says, we are all we. We. And then a bunch of people who watched the show, presumably, on their phones or webcams go, we, 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 and the whole screen fills with people saying we. And I think the ratings were pretty good. So there's some there's some precedent for this message, a sort of tired, blobby, sagging face, paunchy, pouchy. Pouchy faced. Yeah. I have this in common with Seagull. I think I'm only three years older than him. I think I'm only. I hate his show. Which one? How I Met Your Mother. Oh, that's over now. This new one's called Dispatches from Elsewhere. I got three seasons in, and uh-huh. it was clear that he'd never been to Erith in 1983, so he couldn't have. Met the mother? I mean. He couldn't have what? The show lied to me. Conrad is an expert on that show, actually. I'm glad we we're just talking. How I met about your mother? Yeah, yeah. You're an expert on Barney, right? Oh, I don't know about that. I I watched I didn't finish it. Oh. Like I watched the first four or five seasons of it and then did something else, never bothered to finish it. I, I think I, I later read the result and said, Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for for some time, you were you were invested in the Neil Patrick Harris. I was pretty yeah, I was stupidly invested in that show. Yeah, I do like Jason Siegel though, and I know some of the people who were in that we like montage. Oh, you're kidding! You knew what I was talking about, huh? Yeah, surprising. Yeah. Well, the the show is shot and and set here in Philadelphia. I had no so. idea. I should have noticed that. I thought I liked the show. I watched every episode. I believe I missed a I few minutes. I haven't seen it yet. But. Not bad. Not not a bad show. Very humble and full of itself at the same time, which is interesting. I can relate. I'm humble and also obviously very conceited in a weird backhanded way. Jonathan. Yes. You talk of conceit. Yes. Am I right in thinking that you have a few pretensions of being a bit of a Hollywood creative? I, I hear a rumor on the grapevine that you may true. have started on a screenplay starring a certain Hollywood actor. It's true. I had an idea. I'm so out of gas and so filled with self-loathing. That that parody of me you did earlier was so spot on that I just think that person is the least fun guy. And that's me. You did it. That's what I'm like. But I'm going to try to do it anyway. I'm just going to pretend I like myself and that I have good ideas. Just think they're good. And this was this was a convoluted one. Um, this is a Willem Dafoe film pitch, to, to be clear, to let you know where this is headed. At first, I thought, what if there was a movie called Chatterbox, where Willem Dafoe's vagina could talk? Googled it. It's a real movie from the 1970s. It it's already out. Then I thought, what if there was a movie where Willem Dafoe is obsessed with nipples and palm trees? And the movie is called Nipples and Palm Trees. And he's just like, nipples, palm trees, give me more. Nope. <laughs> it's a real movie. Nipples and palm trees. You can Google it. It's already out. So 
I got desperate and thought of Willem Dafoe being as desperate as I am to come up with a movie idea, only to have it get stolen. So he, Willem Dafoe, this is how the movie, it's a weird movie. The movie is called Captain Tummies. And (laughs) Mm. (laughs) you're already sold. This has got the greenest light in the land. So it's I don't I appreciate that I I feel like the concept is probably the light is so green it's going ho 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 <laughs> the concept I know it's it's got a ring to it but I am famous for having good names for things or good concepts and then just blowing the execution just totally ruining the execution so we'll see I'm the opposite way I've flawless execution of terrible ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm remembering a time we were on a panel together at PAX and I put together a, a cartoon introduction to the new BitTrip game and everyone in the audience was just silent. They're like, was that supposed to be funny? What was that? And then you came out with a video of you wearing a Getty Lee mask, just like shaking around a little bit. And they freaked out. You were like, so Jonathan spent like three months making this cartoon and everyone's like, uh. And then you're like, why are we here? Because we're here, roll the bones. <laughs> oh my god, he's got the mask on! <laughs> he's moving a little to the music! This was <laughs> ten years ago, and he's talking with with a grudge in his voice. No, no I, right? learned, I learned of that. Now own. we're starting to get to the root of what's really at hand here. It was a really funny video. I was laughing hard, too. It's really good. You you like walk over a little uh, like bridge over a stream or something and you're like looking at the camera. (laughs) I'm I'm jealous, of course, but I'm not begrudging the quality of the video. It was very funny. It was one of my favorite videos I ever did. It doesn't exist anymore. No. Yeah, it was hosted on Destructoid.com's bespoke player. Oh, right. So that's long gone. I tried putting it on YouTube once, but this was back when music was outright muted. And it ruined the entire video. And, and <laughs> so it's I no just longer a silent have a movie? Yeah, it was just silent. <laughs> so I no longer have a copy of it, unfortunately. It I think there is a video of the panel itself that somebody in the audience took. So there's a video of a video. And I would cherish the opportunity to watch the video of a video of you being Getty, Lay, Getty Lee to roll the bones. I would. Sorry, I got off track. So, a a movie starring Willem Dafoe called Captain Tummies. Well, sort of, sort of. Thank you for bringing it back to that. So, posters everywhere. Movie theaters saying, we know that there is a stay-at-home order. We know you're supposed to shelter at home. Not anymore. Order is lifted. Captain Tummies must see cure for COVID-19. End of all your problems, Captain Tummies, for free. So this movie is promising to be the cure for for COVID. Captain Tummies, starring uh, Chris Klein. Do you remember Chris Chris Klein from uh, movies like Election and uh, what else was he in? The Street Fighter Chun Li movie. Do you know who I'm talking about? I I I vaguely recall Chris Klein. It might be his name. He might have a different name too. I'm not even sure. So it's Chris Klein as a superhero, Captain Tummies. It's the whole cast of Election reunited. So Matthew Broderick is there as the villain. Reese Witherspoon is the uh, even more powerful than Captain Tummies, but mysterious wild card. It's very exciting. 
So everyone goes to the movie and they uh, can't wait to have all their problems cured. And uh, the movie starts. It's a Star Wars music. And it says Captain Tummies with a Star Wars scroll. But in the audience of the movie, Willem Dafoe gets up and says, what the fuck? That's my idea. You stole it, you shits. And people are like, what? Is that Willem Dafoe? They all turn on their, their camera phones and turn on the light. Like, you son of a bitch. I'm going to tear your throat up for this, Chris Klein. And, was, and it happens somehow in every theater across the land that's playing it. Willem Dafoe gets up at every... <laughs> And it, He's at every showing. Yes. Well, it, I don't know how it works. It's a space-time continuum thing. Day. Yeah, constantly. You fuck. You know, very mad. And uh, <laughs> and then a camera crew is there and starts shooting Willem Dafoe live. And then everything Willem Dafoe does is broadcast on the screen. That's the actual movie. Is Willem Dafoe being mad that Captain Tummies was his idea? And he goes to Chris Klein's house. Bangs on the door. You shit. Get out here right now. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to grab you. I'm going to squeeze the life out of you until you explain how the fuck you got my idea for Cap. Tain. Tomb ease. And he's like, what? Oh, Chris Klein's at the door. What do you mean? I, did, I didn't have the idea. I was just the actor. Cap. Tain. Tomb eyes. That was my idea. And then he whips out a storyboard for his movie which is about a, a, a cap, a hat, <laughs> with a tain uh, that's there to entertain you. Tain for oh short. Oh my god. Tombs for eyes. Captain Tomb. Tomb eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Klein is... Uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a dad joke in the end. Chris Klein... This is what I thought of, and I'm not, again, I'm not confident with this. He just starts licking the storyboard, being like, "Movie, movie, and <laughs> I know maybe maybe you're back in now. I don't know. Oh yeah, I'm no, real. I know I'm in. Okay, and uh, Defoe is like, "You don't lick my shit. You lick my shit." And you can guess what happens after that. I'm imagining he lays a dump. Yeah. And he wants Chris Klein to lick it, but he won't. Because he he's got self-respect. Like he's, that he's... scene in Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Lick, That's... lick this shit. <laughs> lick this shit. It's like Step Brothers. <laughs> Which they also stole. Goddamn Will Ferrell. I'm going to settle his hash. I think it would be fun if... If we fade to black over Willem Dafoe, just trying to convince him to lick the shit. And, you know, the credits run, the whole credits run. Willem Dafoe, the back, lick that shit. Come on, lick it. <laughs> wow, you're, you're running with that part of the idea. Lick that shit and we can rule the city, Chris Klein. Just, but, uh, you know, just credits, you know, black, white text, real simple, classy. Real classy. Fade in, fade out. It's a small crew. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... Obviously, we'll need some time for the international translators, but... 
At the very end of the credits, it says Captain Tommy's will return in Moonraker. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I have no ground to stand on. It was my idea was bad. I tried. Some of it was all right. But uh, now you guys well, are adding to we're it. We're just punching it up a little bit. That's all. Sure. This is a team effort. I appreciate it. It needs the help. It needs the oh, work. Jonathan, why. I'm in romantic love with you. No, not really. You, I definitely lost some points with you on that one. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get them back someday. But uh, for now, I'm definitely in the like C minus D plus danger zone. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Do you feel more famous now? No, I'm afraid that anyone will hear this and be like, oh, the Captain Tummies? What the heck was that? They'll say. Brilliant. Yeah, Netflix is a joke, Corsi, that, and say, why doesn't he have a special? And bring those other two along as well. You feel confident in Captain Tummies and whatever the uh, the, the other one was, Captain... I'm all in on Captain Tummies. What about Captain Tomb Eyes? I believe that there's a merchandise opportunity. Tain? Tain Tomb Eyes? It could yeah. be Cap... Cap... Tain... We'll get that famous Robbie Williams song, but we'll, re- we'll rework it. Let me... Tain you! It'd be brilliant. <laughs> it could be, if you don't like it secretly and you're just being polite, it could be Cap... Tantrummies, like a tantrum. Let's let's not. (laughs) Yeah, I think we had gold, and now you you've kept digging. We could easily not. Sometimes, Jonathan, we can just not. I mean, I can't. Like whenever you want me to stop doing something, I feel like the answer is to keep doing it. How about cap tainty yummies? You hear that alarm? (laughs) Yeah, that siren. It's over. I've I've moved into the big city now. Well, I didn't know that. So every now and then you're going to hear some sirens outside because I am New Jack City now. Oh, wow. The big city. Pretty exciting. Big city living. I'm a big city mouse. You are. And you're getting by. All things considered. Still getting through it. It's pretty impressive. That siren's actually taking the piss now. (laughs) I don't hear it for whatever that's worth. It's an attention seeker. Um, so, obviously, you're about ten more famous than you were when we started recording. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. If anyone still likes me after this, I'll be grateful. So, I'll just try to take an attitude of gratitude. Have you got a magazine that they can look at? Oh, yeah. The Nintendo Force magazine. I'm working hard on that all the time. So, if you want to read that, then please do. It's a physical magazine. It comes with a poster. A poster <laughs> to enjoy. It comes with a poster. A poster of Captain Tummies. <laughs> it does not. It's not. It doesn't have much crossover. Captain Tummies appeal. isn't a real thing. I you could I... have come up with any name to have come up with a better <laughs> stroke of wordplay when it came to Willem Dafoe's one. You could have chosen... Any two words that sound the same. I, I didn't. Uh, you, you give me a lot of credit. I appreciate it. It was just me drinking coffee, stuck in the house. So much work to do for my day job. Very stressed. Eating some like old stale bread. And you're just like, oh, Captain Tummies. I don't know. Captain Tummies. <laughs> what what happens next? I, 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 Captain, Captain, Captain Tumeyes. Captain Tumeyes. Just to be that. fair. 
Yep. This is exactly how I do most of this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Eating dirty old bread going, hmm, bungo bingo. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. I didn't didn't, uh, think about how anyone else would take it. I didn't even like it myself. It's just an idea that came to me. And then I thought, well, I've got one place for that, I think. Well, Jonathan, you're lovely. And I I love you. Oh, thanks. I love you guys, too. But I do need to go and play Streets of Rage 4. Heard good things. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. I'm going to play it in a second. Well, I uh, wish you luck. I hope you like it, and I hope to do this show again. I hope I like it, and I hope next time we talk, I will have had a great idea for how you could um, fight crime on the the titular streets of rage. I would love to be a part of that universe. Absolutely. It's good to see you again, Jonathan. Likewise. We've been missing you. We should sync, too, before we... Yeah, Yeah. we will. We'll we'll sync up. Um, Tell everyone goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened.